What is going on, everybody? I am Greg Hellback, and my co-host, Michael Pinter, and I are bringing you another episode of the New York Real Estate Investing Show. This show is all about how to be successful in New York State, one of the best places and one of the most difficult places to do business in. And each and every week, Michael and I are going to bring awesome content to everybody who wants to learn how to do this business successfully in New York. Between the both of us, we have done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of deals. We've made millions of dollars and we've also made a ton of mistakes. So if you want to try your best to avoid those mistakes, definitely take a listen to this podcast. Every single week, we are going to provide actionable tactical steps on how you can be successful investing in the Empire State of New York. Stay tuned and welcome to the show. All right, welcome to the show, everybody. Greg Helbeck, Michael Pinter. Today's topic in the on the New York show is actually investing out of state, which is something that and the reason we're doing this show, even though our main you know objective is to talk about doing it in New York, there's some disadvantages that we've spoken about in previous episodes. And there's also there's there's like this little life cycle of people getting started in New York. They live in New York, they figure out they want to do it locally. They find out the reality. They get scared. They think the grass is greener, which sometimes it is. We'll get into that in a minute. And then they go and they try to do it out of state and they either succeed out of state and, and then that, that's their thing or they like do it out of state and they're like, ah, I'll just going to come back to New York and do it now. So Michael and I have actually done that several times. So I feel like we're very qualified to, to teach on this. So I'll let you start, Michael. Why would somebody, besides the obvious, want to invest out of state if they live, especially if they live where we live, where, where, where we operate, where it's, you know, a lot different than Buffalo? Well, the obvious is, I think we have to discuss the obvious, right? We, we have that, to discuss the, you're very, you're very. Let's talk about the, the two, the three, three or four main reasons why. So the first one is if you really have no money, you really can get into contract in a lot of places with no money. Very hard to do that in New York. Um, it's not people, impossible. It's not impossible, right? Attorneys want, attorneys don't consider you in contract in New York unless you have, unless your EMD, your earnest money deposit is cleared, right? In many states, you did, even if you give them a check, you don't have to clear it. You don't have to clear. And in many places, you have to put a minimal amount of money and they don't even have to deposit the check. So that's number one. Number two is the cash conversion cycle, which is the amount of time between when you spend money on on uh, on ad, on marketing and when you get paid. In New York, that's very long. And in most parts of the country, it's very short. <laughs> um, Brain surgery. Right. The third reason is, um, what am I thinking about? assignments dude oh oh um first of all standard contracts in most states are assignable in new york standard contracts are not assignable and the fourth one fourth one that just came to mind was that um you can get an inspection period in 49 states Mm. where it's basically a risk-free transaction you get into contract you have 15 days 30 days to figure out if you're going to get a deal if this if you can find somebody to buy this from you in new york it's unlikely that you can get that sometimes you can but it's harder yeah, those are, those are the reasons it's easier out out of, out, of, out of New York. Yeah, so and I'll we're gonna unpack those because this is something that I realized from experience. I want to start with the cash conversion cycle because this is this is not talked about enough. We've been watching this Office Hours channel for the last like month, 
uh, like religious cult followers. And uh, I got to say, it's um, really good. And the, the big thing that I've taken away from it, as you have as well, is the, the two metrics that actually matter, which I actually track now, is the return on your marketing and then what's the cash conversion cycle, which I've known about but never really paid attention to. So New York, well, actually, I will say this, out of state, I'll, just, I'll give you like an example. I remember I was doing a lot of cold calling. And I remember starting cold call. This was a long time ago now. It was like 2018, maybe. It was, it was like in real estate years, it was like, you know, eons ago. And I remember spending time and money cold calling. And I started in January. By March, there was cash in the bank. Cash in the bank. And a lot of cash in the bank from a few deals. And I knew every freaking time, like we would put the marketing out, we would generally get paid unless there was title issues in three to four weeks, three to four weeks. I remember doing a fix and flip. It was like a light fix and flip. We, no, no, it was a wholesale. Sorry, it wasn't the, the other one. Where was we did it? a wholesale deal in Dallas. I, we paid cash for the property, like, like done, like closed and funded. And 30 days later, we sold it to a retail buyer and I had my money out. <laughs> I was like, I was telling the title company, I'm like, I don't know what's going on down here, but like, how did that happen? Cause I don't, like, <laughs> I was like, I, I didn't, they were like, Greg, like, how do you want to receive your, I'm like, what do you mean? And like, it's been 30 days and they're like, oh yeah, it closed. And I'm like, oh, so the point of that is that in other areas, mainly because there's no attorneys involved. I mean, we do stuff in Pennsylvania. We get title back in five days, five days, titles back. You, you don't have to, it's insane. So the, the cash conversion cycle honestly will either make you or break you. And for my marketing in New York, I have to wait like anywhere from three on a good, you know, marketing channel to six to nine months. This is on wholesaling, not even rehabbing to really even know what's going on when it comes to how did the marketing perform and how long did it take? I think we've done time. We've done it where we've done, you know, three months it's worked, but that's, that's not normal. And um, it's stressful. It's very stressful when you have all this money that you know you're making, but it takes three or four months to close. It's 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 very difficult, um, at least to do volume. In our I'm area. going into contract right now on a wholesale deal, and um, you know my best case scenario is they'll close in sixty days. That's my best case scenario, and I got a lot of good money in it. I need that money, and uh, they're not going to close in less than two months. Is this to sell or to buy? To sell. Yeah. I'm saying I have a wholesale deal. Uh, I did very little work to it. I put it out on MLS. I did much better than I thought I would. I'm thrilled going at the contract today, but it's going to take them. It's going to take them two months. That's what's going to take a two, three months for them to for them to get their mortgage and get it all done. You know, it's funny you say that. I was texting the realtor I'm going to use out here on the rehab. By the way, I I'm the king of doing accidental rehabs. I got to stop <laughs> that habit. It's like next thing you know, we're staging it. Next thing you know, the quartz guy's there. Next thing you know, you got the the guy on the stilts doing the ceiling. But anyway. He's texted me yesterday. He's like, yeah, I think we should go into escrow right away. We'll close in 21 days. And I'm like, you say 21 days or 210 days, you know? Right. And, uh, you know, he was like, oh, 21 I'm like, so you can get. Where is finance. it? What? Where is it? In San Diego. Yeah. People find you can finance deals. So you can rehab in San Diego. If you know what you're doing, you can be in and out of a deal in like two and a half months. Rehab. I uh, wish. Rehab. Right. So this is why people, so the point of it, just keep it relevant. This is why people like to invest out of state. We know people who live in New York, who don't even do business in New York because they just think it's so insane. 
and they have a pretty solid case. Um, and if you're starting, I'm going to like speak to the listener who's starting out right now, who, who, who might not want to do it right away in New York, maybe for, for several reasons, the disadvantage you're going to have, if you're brand new, if you're experienced, it's a lot different. It's a lot easier. If you're brand new, comping out properties in a, especially if you're doing this nationwide model, which works, that is very difficult to do if you're brand new, because you have not looked at thousands and thousands and thousands of deals. So you're going to get leads coming in and you're going to have to kind of fly by the seat of your pants. And you're probably going to be making offers in the beginning that don't make any sense. And you're, you're going to be off on some stuff. You're going to be on, on some stuff. And that, that can become a bottleneck as you start, because you could be putting a lot of activity out, a lot of offers out. And if the offers ultimately aren't converting, um, or the contracts aren't converting, you're going to spin your wheels for a little bit, but eventually you'll catch on. It'll take some time. But if you're brand new and you have no money and you want to do it out of state, I would say you want to try if, if I, if I was brand new, I'm trying to talk to myself. If I was starting again, I don't think I would go nationwide. I think what I would do is I would look into Pennsylvania, Connecticut's kind of like New York. I'd probably avoid Connecticut, Northern New Jersey. I would avoid like the plague. Um, I do it without attorneys up there. Cause I'm a, cowboy but you know probably not a good thing um and and i would look into like pennsylvania delaware somewhere where you could drive there if if you needed to drive there because sometimes you might need in the beginning if you want to see it or something like you want to meet a buyer if you can drive two hours three hours to to go there if needed i think that's a little bit better of a strategy also if you focus on one area i wouldn't go statewide if you can focus on one area that's not in new york that's probably better to start because you'll start to understand why values are a certain way. Where's the hood? Where's the areas where no one's going to sell you a house at a discount? I just think it'll give you a little bit more insight. So when you start branching out, you can, you know, you can have a pretty good, your learning curve get, get, get strong. What are, what are your thoughts on that? If I, I, this is if I was new. No, I agree. I think, I think focusing on one area and yeah. learning that area is probably a good way to start. If you if you're going all over the place, like you said, it's it's hard. It's it's really hard, and you start making mistakes because you uh, you know you remember something about that area, but you're not really sure what it is. So um, I think focusing on one area is a great way to start because then you learn it, and you can talk to people in that area who will tell you like what's going on, and then you start learning the differences between one part of town and the other, and then you can just expand that when you when you you know when you're pretty confident you can know in the air you can go elsewhere i think to go everywhere is hard in the beginning yeah and there's there's people who do it and you know they they make it work but i think if to the brand new investor with limited funds the other thing i want you to cover that you mentioned earlier is the the contract process because this this is really this is really where the people who do jv deals with me in new york this is where a lot of the value is added besides the the selling and the closing and all that stuff this is like this, this is the one thing that really dry, does drive me crazy. I will say this. This is a, we have it, the contract process is what, what really gets me pissed, honestly. If, if there's a way they could fix that, it would make everything so much more efficient. Yeah. Um, it's Well, it's like a self-fulfilling prop, prophecy. Like the attorneys are the ones who make the laws, and the attorneys don't want attorneys to not be involved in New York. But in other 49 states, it never became an issue, I guess. And getting into contract is ridiculously simple in most parts of the country. Um, it doesn't cost any money. It's quick. And that's good, especially if you have uh, an out in there. If you have a contingency period where you can get out of it in two weeks or three weeks, you can basically figure out if it's a deal. It makes life much, much easier, right? I have, I'm looking now, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have 11 uh, deals that the seller said yes to me that are not in contract yet, 
right? So, um, wow. You know, Holy moly. On my CRM, they're the what are the statuses on my CRM? On my CRM, the status is like no contact made, contact made, appointment set, offers made. Like so, I was like, I need another, I need another thing there you because I, have, I, field. I offers accepted that are not in contract. So I use a tag for it, but like that doesn't come up in other places. In other places, when an when when an offer is accepted, you're under uh, offer made a co under contract. Like you're you're in contract. So it's something you got to deal with in New York. And again, and we've spoken about the other side of this double-edged sword. The, the point is that um, while the whole business process is harder in New York, it, pre it, pre it precludes and prevents a lot of competition because some guy that's going on, a, on Guru's site um, right now is, not, is just never going to make it happen in New York because he was told that you can do things the way we just described it happened in other states. And it's true. But in New York, you know... Uh, I got I got sent a a deal I told you from Three Step Home that guy Josh Cohen, right? And I could tell his dispo people did not know what the hell they're talking about. Like they said, like what they called me back. They're like, yeah, we didn't realize how things work in New York. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. So like a guy like that who's killing it, and making you know, guys making a million dollars a month um, in other states. You know, he tried to come to New York, and I wanted to buy the property. It was actually a good deal, and he couldn't even sell it because he couldn't figure out how to work with it, with the, with with the seller. So New York has. Is is a is a more difficult place to operate for sure, but the you know we the there's much less competition here for obvious reasons. Yeah, no, for sure. The one thing I will say about investing out of state with contracts, though, we've mentioned this a little bit, is if you're going to do this out of state, you get a contract signed. It it, I, it doesn't really get me excited. I mean, it's great, but it, you don't have a lot of leverage. So, the thing I like about New York on the selling side, when you're selling your consumers or just selling on the MLS, is you can accept an offer and tell the, tell the other agent, like, Hey, like until the contract is signed, like, I'm not, I'm not going to like, like, I, I'm not going to like, you know, we're going to do the deal. But like, if, 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 if they fiddle around, I mean, I learned this from you and I, I get some pushback from it, but I'm like, if you were in my shoes and you accept an offer, you know, if your client bails on the property, you're not going to give two shits about it. Cause ultimately it is what it is. You have no control over that. In other states, you can go into contract real fast on retail deals, and they like in Texas, there's an option period, so like it, it's absolutely meaningless. Like there's five days where you're in purgatory, so right. it it really doesn't give you a lot of control. So if you're investing out of state and you live in New York, and you get contracts, you know I I would make a very hard push to close on those, close them or close on them, as soon as you can, uh, because it really doesn't protect you as the seller or as the buyer as much as it does in New York because the problem mm -hmm. in New York with this the the delay of contract it covers your butt on the back end unless there's some bullshit mortgage clause which is a whole other episode but that that is something that if you are starting in New York and you 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 want to do it in this market which I encourage you to do it if you're listening does protect you when you're buying and selling um and in other states, if you're going to do it out of state, especially because if you're investing out of state and you're not local to that other market, which you won't be, you're giving up a lot of control. Like you're giving up a lot. You're just doing it. You're just giving up a lot of control because you're physically not there and you don't know it as well. So when you get contracts signed, you know, you have to kind of stay on your toes a little bit more, um, especially now with with the way things are where people are locking deals up on like on the internet where yeah, I know people who have their Filipino VAs locking up contracts and it blows my mind. And it's a belief right. I need to break because it clearly works. Right. And I'm thinking like if the business has come so far, you know, for people to be able to do that now. So 
Absolutely. You got to, you you yeah, you got to really just know what you're getting into when you're, when you're out of state, but it, it, it it's, it's, I would say to make this like kind of a hybrid, if you want to invest in New York and also invest out of state, I think there's a way where I know there's a way where you can do both and kind of get the best of both worlds. I, I think being in the beginning when you're starting, it's going to take a lot of time to get a lot of traction here because of the, the, the delay of time on any deal. If you want to like supplement that with, with investing in another area, I think that's where you can find a lot of success. That's something I honestly should have done when I started. I, I waited a long time. Well, you did it. I mean, you went, you went to Dallas, didn't you? Yeah, th- two years later, right? I should have done that earlier. But who knows? I might not have had the network I had, right? So Or the skills. So that's true. Yeah, awesome. you know, I, I, no, you did it. You did it quicker than I thought you would. You're saying two years later, but you were you were still like in college and do, you were learning yeah, how to talk yeah. people on the phone. Yeah. When you knew what you were doing, you went to Texas right away. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you what though, man, that changed my life because if I didn't do that, I would have still been spending. I, I I started, and I'll tell you why. It was it was the cash conversion cycle was smoking me in New York. That's I was like, this is crazy. And I was I remember telling Devin, I'm like, dude, we were doing so. Told me stuff. the same thing. You told me the same thing, and I was like, I and I and and you made it work in Dallas quickly. I couldn't believe it. It, you know what though it it i thought you know anytime so you struggle with something you're thinking it's just not your market this that and the other and it, it actually was the fact that it took forever to do deals there and that was like i was testing it i was like uh is this really like bullshit and i remember first time we locked up a house with a contract no attorney i'm like this sounds like a scam and then <laughs> next thing you know it closes and there's money and i'm like okay this is not a scam and then I'm like, okay, this is why all these guys are saying they're doing 20 properties a month. I'm like, I see why, like it makes sense. Right. And it changed, it changed my life. And it allowed me to have the money to go into New York and do it properly and and weather the storm of taking forever to close. So it ended up working out. So I got I got to thank out of state investing for, for giving me a little boost on my journey. I've been doing it. I've been doing it ever since (laughs) I'm not dependent on New York, still do 90% of my stuff here, which, which it, it is what it is, but yeah, it, it's, it's, this is something if you're new or experienced, you can do this very successfully. And once you do it the first time, it's not, it's not that crazy. Like I'm Michael, you've, you've done stuff out of state. What's your experience like doing out of state? You've, you've done it successfully. You know, you obviously know what you're doing. I've done a few. I, I've been working on Florida for a while and that has not been a success. Although I may, I, for all I know, I may have some contracts now, but who the hell knows? I had a contract lined up that fell apart. So I don't know if I picked the right place. Florida has got its own its own challenges, but um, I did a deal in uh, Oklahoma. How did that work? Walk us through that because that that's. Well, I JV I JV'd with a local guy. I had I had I had a cold callers who were calling. I called a list in Oklahoma. What city? I think Oklahoma City. Oklahoma main city, okay. And I partnered with somebody who was local there, and he, you know, we split the deal, and it was a straight up deal. I think it was like a fifteen thousand dollar deal, so we split it. I mean, it was okay. But um, I have a deal actually in Chicago. I, I'm partying with Blake that he's got some issues with. He's got, he's got to work oh, out. Oh, it's in Chicago. Yeah. So I, tr- I mean, I tried it. So it worked. It was okay. The, the numbers were small. And I was putting a lot of resources in it. So I said, I got to stop. But now I think I can do it without Jay being with somebody as I see things going. I'm going to try it. I'll try it in a few a- other areas. I'm trying to get my PPC working in New York. And then once it goes up, I might jump it over to a few other areas. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. 
Fair that's enough. when when you're experienced, it's it's a lot easier because you're you're the set. So here, let's talk about the the the. So we talked about getting contracts. Let's talk about selling stuff now out of state. So this is where, this is what I've found to to work the best when you're trying to sell your deals out of state if you're local to New York. So. Number one, it's got to be a deal, right? If you get in the house locked up at retail, it doesn't matter who's buying it. No one's buying it. So yeah. I've found the best ways to sell deals out of state fast is really Facebook groups. So what I'll do, and this has worked very well, is you go in New York, there's some Facebook groups that are you know strong and big. You got a Facebook group, you know, but, and they're out there. But if you go into a city, like I remember we did this in Tennessee and I did this in San Diego. I was living there, so it doesn't really count, but I went into a Facebook group and I said, Hey, I got this house in this zip code. Um, and I want to sell it and you're going to get 25 people to, you know, raise their hand. Most of those people are full of SHIT. They're not going to do anything, but you're going to they're find looking, one or two people. Look at the wholesale, look at the wholesale. You're doing. Yeah. Yeah. They're looking at the wholesale, your wholesale, which is an interesting model, but you can find real buyers just by making a Facebook post and you can, quote unquote, build your list, which I wouldn't say is a good activity for you to do as we've covered before mental masturbation 101. <laughs> um, but you can get buyers relatively quickly out of state by using Facebook, using Craigslist, we've done that well, put up a ghost ad, which is like looking to sell a property in this area, I need a cash buyer. And then you're getting inbound leads that way from buyers. And then the other way you can do it is you can use software like, uh, what is it? Uh, Investor Lift uh, or Propelio is another good one where you can find PropStream. <laughs> I spent the, the buyers on PropStream I have not found to be that that good. Um, but you can just like you find sellers, you can find buyers anywhere, and you can get public record data of people who paid cash for properties, who are buying multiple properties, and you can simply reach out to them and say, "Hey, I saw you bought one to three Main Street. Would you be open to another one?" And it, it's not. You don't ever need to go there, even if you're closing. I mean, you can get inspectors to go out there. So I've always found selling a deal has never been that difficult if the numbers make sense, no matter where you are. Um, the buying well, the, the house has been always the, the, the challenge for me. That's for sure. I mean, well, we dis we've discussed this before. A lot of people spend their time looking for funding or looking for buyers. And what we've been saying for years is that find the deal. Yes. Always the good deal, there'll always be money and there'll always be buyers. So you, you don't have to worry about it. People spend all their days worrying about how am I going to find the buyer? How am I going to find the buyer? And the truth is that if it's a good deal, you'll find a buyer. That's the truth. Yeah. And it's it it, it doesn't require that much time either. I mean, you know, if you... Right. I'll give you an example. We actually have a wholesale deal in New York where we can't move it. And it's, it's because of the price and it's because of the condition. It's a total shithole. If that thing was priced 60 grand less, the thing would have been gone, gone, gone in two seconds. So if you're doing it out of state, use Facebook groups, use Craigslist, use public records. Or honestly, if you're brand new, I JV'd with someone and I made a ton of money and I didn't give a shit because I wasn't doing any work. I was get, I was literally getting leads. And like, next thing you know, you know, there's money in the account. So you can utilize that too. I mean, I think in the beginning, honestly, JVing with someone, if you're brand, brand, brand new and they see that you're bringing value, is a real good way to honestly learn the market and also like not have to, you know, hit your head against the wall because you can leverage someone else's time and have them sell these deals. Cause if you're, you know, some random dude who's local to a random market and you have some out of state person bringing you real deals, you're going to answer the phone when they, when they call, you're going to answer. So it, it's, it's a very, just to summarize the show, it's a very possible thing. Don't think that if you live in New York, 
you have to invest in our market. If you want to, that's great. And I encourage you to, but investing out of state, especially in 2022 is so common now. It's such a normal thing. It's almost like the new normal, like the new age of wholesaling is out of state investing. It's not local wholesaling. It's like, would you, have you seen that? It's like, that's the new way to do it. It's like 3.0, you know? It's that's, like, what we've been, that's what we've been, we've been seeing lately. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting how things are changing. So don't get, don't get afraid of it. You got to know what you're doing. We talked about on the show, how you can do it, some practical steps. And it's a good thing to supplement, right? I wouldn't say if you, 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 you could do both, you can have your big deals in New York and, and you can make your 30, 40 grand, but you can also make your, you know, generally 15 to 20 grand out of state. And I've seen too, like Robert, the investor lift guy says that, you know, your wholesale fee should be eight to 12% of the ARV. So if you're doing deals and uh, like even in Vegas now in Phoenix, like the ARVs there are three, 400 grand, yeah. you can make 30, 40 grand and it's not abnormal. And I wouldn't say every time, but um, so possible. It's so possible with, with the way things are now. And it's just amazing to see where the business is going and where it has gone. Um, so what are your final thoughts if you had to give one last piece of advice to anyone investing out of state from, from my thoughts are investing out of state is easier to get into. Um, the numbers are smaller for sure compared to New York. The competition is higher for sure. There's a lot more people chasing the same deals outside than in New York. Um, but you know, it's something to consider, you know, when we, we, it's something to consider. You got to think about it. A lot of people want to stay local because they feel like they know the area. Um, and you, we both started local and that gave us the confidence to realize this can be done. Maybe we can do this elsewhere. So it might be a good idea to start local. And if you're going elsewhere, you might want to a JV with somebody who knows the area. That's, that's helpful too. If you want to give up a piece of the deal, but you know, there's, there's pros and cons to in, in New York and out of New York for sure. That's right. Hope everyone enjoyed the episode today. If you did, please leave a review, please like the show, share the show. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, hit the like button. And we'll see everyone on the next podcast. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.